Welcome everyone to Keyword Crypto. Another day, another week. Post election show. It is November the eighth. And yesterday we found out that Joe Biden won the election. If you believe, and uh, and the media, if you believe, <laughs> and uh, you know, and like a lot of lot. <laughs> Speaking of the privilege of being white, I heard that L.A. had like thousands of white people popping champagne and partying in the streets. Is that true? Uh, honestly, I, I, I don't. That. I don't pay attention to stuff like that. <laughs> I saw photos and I was like looking at them and they're, like, they're all white people, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I drove into uh, like central LA, predominantly Hispanic neighborhood, because um, my other poor friend was driving up from Orange County. He he was trying to find discounted <laughs> tires. <laughs> he, I mean, this guy. It, 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 this is the worst part. So. I say my poor friend, my friend makes over a hundred thousand dollars a year, but he has two kids and a wife and she, um, is a stay at home mom. That's her job. And does like some photography on the side, but not, not much. Um, and, but his company is based out of Irvine, which is one of the most expensive cities in, in the world now to live per capita. Really, is Irvine, is Irvine that expensive? Wow. I yeah, house, housing to income ratio. And so he has to rent. He's renting a two-bedroom apartment and still has a, gives himself an allowance of like $75 a week for everything, including gas to So get he makes 100 grand a year. He makes 100 grand a year and he's poor. Man, yeah. I better never have I mean, kids because I will never. I'll never be able. To, I I live in the Bay Area. Yeah, I don't make that much money. So unless you get crypto rich, <laughs> but like, so he so he he has, you know, an eight year. He just bought an eight year old vehicle. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and then he drives around. To, Sounds like what I would do. So if you go into lower income neighborhoods, especially Hispanic neighborhoods, uh, or, you know, in, in LA, it's Mexican, Southern California, it's Mexican neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. They have these, um, tire stores where they get used or, or factory refurbished tires. And dude, I get them all the time. Okay. So I've never, a guy down the street from, yes, I've never done that. He's been doing it for years, but he, he says, if you go in there, you have to check the sell by date. Because sometimes they'll have like 20-year-old tires and you're never supposed to drive around anything older than 10 years. Right. So he went there yesterday. We met up. Um, you know, he drove up from Irvine to this place in, in, in central LA. And he he's like, oh, yeah, I found these great tires, but they were 17 years old. <laughs> so so <laughs> well, I was driving all yeah. over LA. I, tires I aren't supposed to last anybody, in like five years. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see anybody popping champagne, but I wasn't in those neighborhoods okay. yesterday. Yeah, that's Long the story thing. Short. I, I saw pictures of like Echo Park where, you know, people are like dancing in the streets and stuff. They're, they're the same people that were at the, well, like my, my wife was, my wife and I, we went to the, the Women's March four years ago, the year okay. that uh, Donald Trump yeah. was elected. Yeah. And like my wife, who is a person of color, was kind of like, she was like, this is really cool. Women's March is really cool, but it's kind of been taken over by this anti-Trump movement. Yeah. And it's like, it's like because it's like a lot, like a lot of, a lot of like white women in pain, you know that that sort of thing. Yeah. Like oh my gosh, Donald Trump has stolen our, and and so the pictures that that I saw that we looked at today, were kind of like ah, it was these same people partying now that Trump has been elected. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I well, was I thinking totally about it. Your, wait. I was oh, I was I was thinking about it today. Is something somebody posted something and. Oh, it's about all these white men, like conservative white men saying like, well, now that Democrats are in office, they need to really reach out to us conservatives. That's just like, well, conservatives were in office, were in control of everything for two years. They didn't do any reaching out to Democrats. So why is it always always black women? Why is it always Latinos? Why is it always everybody else? Why is it always women who need to understand what rich white men are thinking and poor white men are thinking and conservative white men. But wait, it's everyone else's job. Everyone else's responsibility to figure it out. And it's like, it is yeah. such, it's just like, it's such an annoying thing to witness. And, and I'm just sitting there just like embarrassed half the time for, for my fellow white men. Cause 
for half half of them in this country. It's like, you guys, stop being so fucking selfish and self-centered. Like, just think of somebody else yeah. besides yourself for five minutes. I mean, and I'm a pretty self-centered guy. <laughs> I live alone. I'm single right now. I'm a pretty self-centered person, but at least I'm aware of it. <laughs> That's definition you know, of self-centered. When, someone, when someone's like, Bro, you know, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, I've been, I've been, I've been in my apartment by myself for the last six months, so I, I'm getting a little self-centered." But I'm aware of it. I'm conscious of it. Like the fact that people say these things and they're just completely oblivious, like fucking vomit, diarrhea guy Santorum. Oh my god, some of the stuff he was saying was just ridiculous. So, yeah. yeah. I, I I kind of you know I heard I listened to Joe Biden's speech and it was all like hey now we got to come together we got to put away the you know the vitriol and we got to like you know we got to remember the the other side that they're Americans they're not just Trump supporters yeah. and I got to draw a line somewhere I, I as you know me you know the way I am I'm like I always want to make conversation I I always yeah. want to like try to convince somebody you know I'd, I'd rather I'd rather try to talk to somebody than just pass them off as um, yeah. not worth my time. However, like, what did Joe Biden, he said that they're not our enemies, our, 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 our opponents are not our enemies. But when it comes to fascists, I have to say they are my enemy. Like, they, like Nazis are, are my enemy. Yeah. Like, they're my opponent and they're my en- enemy. I'm not going to, like, come together with the Nazis and, like, try to work things out. It just doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah, um, unless absolutely. You can, uh, un- unless, there's, unless there's a way, I don't know, because, like, either that shit is, like, some sort of, uh, like maybe that's maybe that's a mental health problem right there. But it's such a I don't I don't even know where to start. But well, see, here's the funny like, thing: is I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the devil's advocate for you in the situation, <laughs> okay. which is like you know normally you're the one that I'm this one screaming and yelling at people. I would say the Nazis and the fascists are um the vocal minority of conservatives in this that's, country. I believe that too. Yeah, and. Th- that's and why I, and I think like with, with Hitler in Nazi Germany, I would say the vast majority of the people who were supporting him were just, it, it kind of took them on by storm. They got, you know, it was, it was kind of like being in a cult. It sounds really cool yeah. and great at first. And then all of a sudden you're in it and you're like, holy shit, this is fucking nuts. And I'm stuck yeah, in this because they told me they're going to fucking kill me if I say any, if I say anything yeah. bad about them, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I, I understand right. it. I I feel like a lot of people, and, and then here's the other thing, and I don't, and I, you know, I'm hesitant to say this, but you know, we only have 200 listeners now, <laughs> small amount of listeners, <laughs> but I think Donald Trump was a confidence man. He he's a confidence man. And he takes people in. He sells the steak oil. He he makes them feel good about themselves. And usually it's, you know, the people who are on the, the lower half of the average IQ who fall for confidence scams. Now, we can all fall for a confidence uh-huh. scam. But usually people who are on the upper half of, of the average of an IQ usually it's harder for them to fall for that kind of stuff, but we still fall for so it he, because so he, he if anybody, dumb people is what you're saying. well, yeah. I, I, I feel like, so if, if somebody knows JJ and they know you well, they can, they can con you because you can, they can tailor a con just for you and they can con you. Anybody can be conned by somebody who targets you specifically or targets me specifically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's almost impossible to stop that because when they have that much information about you, unless your spidey sense is tingling, it's very difficult to not get conned by that. I mean, it happens all the time. We see like really smart yeah. people fall for, yeah. you know, they get sucked into a cult like, you know, Bitcoin or whatever. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. Or a Bitcoin podcast. slam! Podcast. See, I just did a whole <laughs> thing, a whole story just so I could slam Bitcoin. I see. I was about to say, I, I got conned into doing this podcast. <laughs> you totally did. It took me six months, but I finally, I finally convinced you. <laughs> uh, yeah. But if you know somebody, you can target them. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but I think there's right. also I, a, a subset of the, of the population of all, all humanity that 
they can watch a TV show. Like how many people watch these televangelists on TV and send them money? Those are the people who are getting bamboozled by Trump. Like you just well, like what is what is um what are you what gonna do? Richard Hart say he says he says uh, Richard Hart says you got to take all the people who are really easily scammed and then you got to give them a good scam, right? Yeah, <laughs> I really want to see how his good scam is gonna gonna oh my pan God. out. I'm really oh my nervous. God. That about... is uh, I, well, I mean, it's um, the scam is one of our favorite words on this show because we yeah. don't even know what it means anymore. Because what the fuck is a scam? I, 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 I actually think that one of the one of the the one of the craziest and weirdest and best and worst moments of crypto in the last five years is the the carlos the the um the <laughs> Bitcoin Bitcoin guy. guy like like i mean you remember that right I, yeah. everybody knows that everyone knows it it's a meme. It's the, what's up what's up what's up Bitcoin? like everybody was doing that it got old really fast and stuff but think about it like what the hell was that event like that was one of those big culty like hey everybody get together and let's talk like none of the founders of the project are there. They like somehow hired these people to come and volunteer to be spokes people for this thing. Yeah. Like yeah. what a weird, like I kind of wish that I was there, but I'm glad I wasn't like, I, I, but like to like be at a, I, I don't know. That's just so strange. And then like a week later for the whole thing to collapse. Um, but you got to remember and, and like 90% of cryptocurrencies out there are, complete confidence scams so so that are going to go to zero they, i mean like, how I, much of how much of DeFi? like 99.9 percent .9 of DeFi over so, the last two months was all a fucking scam so everybody fell for it well here's the thing so there's there's a few let's talk about scams for a second because there's bitconnect which is obvious like obviously for someone like you or me we look at that and go those there's the way BitConnect was supposed to work is that there, they had some bot that was trading either arbitrage or it was like some, like it was like swing trading Bitcoin or something, right? So they built this great bot and you could lend the yeah. bot money and it would trade for you. We know that that's bullshit. You can't do that. Yeah. So that's an obvious Ponzi scheme. All right. So that was malicious from the beginning. There's like one, like all of those coins, like what's it, one coin or whatever, that those are like, they're meant to scam people. They're exit scams. That's what their plan is. But then there's then there's all these projects, which probably don't start out as scams. They like they like get a team together. They get a white paper. They have all great intentions, and they either don't make any money. They go insolvent. They 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 go out of business. They give up. If 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 a project gives up, is it a scam? If they walk away with all the money that they made, is that considered a scam? They exit. Yes. But they really, yes. but it, well, if there's it, money left over they and they walk up. away with it, that's a scam. But what if the money it was, was, uh, so the alternative would have been to give all the money back to, to the Ethereum addresses from the ICO or something like that. See, that yeah, there's actually a couple of them in the last six months to a year that have actually done that. Yeah. I can't remember okay. off the top of my head, so, but I was, I was going through, like, you know, you go through. Every few days, I go through other news articles and crypto, and and I was like, oh, this one company didn't pan out a couple of years later, and right. they were giving all the leftover money back to the people who, in, who invested. They gave all the crypto back. Yeah. So that so yeah so that's cool. <clears throat> so then anyone who walks away with the extra money exit scams. So there's probably yeah. lots of legitimate businesses that go out of business and end up ex exit scamming. So crypto makes it very very easy to to take the low road basically it ma yeah. take, makes it very easy to turn evil um so in my yeah, in my that's, mind that's if i was going to start up a crypto project what i would do is my white paper would be this is how much we're going to pay people this is how much we're, lo we're looking to raise anything mm -hmm. beyond that will just extend the amount of time we have to work on it if after two years we still haven't or a year and a half we still haven't been able to do it we're just going to give all the yeah. money back, all the leftover money back. Like that's, that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. Huh. Um, huh. And we're going to give it back to the address and we're going to prorate it and give it back to the addresses that, you know, supplied it, whatever, you know? So like, just make it very clear of like, these are our salaries. Cause you know, if, if we, if we collect $200 million and we're paying each of our people a million dollars a month, 
and you, know, you got 15 people or 10 people working on the project, of course, that's not going to, it's going to last like six months, seven months. But like, if you're being, if you're figuring out what each person needs to succeed, like, you know, to, to have yeah. a comfortable life while they're working, I don't, I feel I, like it'd I, be I don't pretty think easy. It would be pretty easy to create a, uh, a business around a cryptocurrency or a crypto project with knowing fully well that you're not going to succeed just so that you can t- take uh, investment money. I mean, I guess that's not, in America, not, in, not <laughs> well, no, in America anymore. Not, not in America. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's pretty easy to, it's pretty easy to, to have a, a crypto that's based out of Lithuania or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. just put like Mario Gibney's face all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you gotta mention in every show people people who are like mario gibney and all his you know, crazy roommates recognizable enough people are like hey that guy looks familiar <laughs> and he looks like yeah, jesus how, how bad could he be crypto scam. <laughs> yes <laughs> jesus coin that there is a jesus coin already that can't yeah. be mario oh yeah yeah so so what is I going on in to, crypto right now so i I wanted to talk about how Bitcoin is officially Wall Street's bitch now. Bitch, huh? Okay. Is that, Wall is that too bitch. aggressive? Is that too mean? <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. I have no problem with that word. Because <laughs> at this um, point, at this point, well, we've like, seen it completely crash in March with all the other Wall Street uh-huh. stocks. With, you know, every, everything happened. Everything collapsed. So obviously, it wasn't a safe haven in a time of complete economic crisis. People dumped it like You're they dumped about everything March else. March 14th. Yeah. The March 14th crash. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, at that point it was very much tied. It was it was doing the same thing as the stock market on that day. Yeah. Right. And then so you, over the you last a, your theory is your theory is that that's going to continue from now on. I think it's I think the vast majority of cryptocurrency now is owned by Wall Street. So I think 100% of it is going to be tied to Wall Street now. Bitcoin is officially that should make it a lot easier to a Wall Street trade. cryptocurrency. It's it's easier to trade, but it's not a safe haven. It's not a store of value. It's not anything like that. It's not. It's it's just mm-hmm. a stock at this point, like everything else, and it's going to be traded like a mm-hmm. stock, just like everything else. And when people need to unload their portfolio. Well, you know, Wall Street traders, when they say dump, you know, dump one third of your portfolio, they're going to dump one third of their Bitcoin. And so it's just going to be so, I mean, people are like, oh, for the last three weeks, it's it's deviated from the stock market. And then as soon as uh, Wall Street figured out Biden was uh, pretty much going to win, the stock market spiked and so did Bitcoin. I mean, it, it literally follows Wall Street now. So, yeah. it's just, I don't it's, know, Michael. It's it's the bitch of it's the bitch of Wall Street. Yeah, I mean, bitch is. I don't a know. Word. I don't like that word, but I don't you know. know what I mean. um, yeah, I know what you mean. I I don't know because. Um, well, I mean, you're uh, you're making a correlation, um, and I do think that there have been a lot more, you know, Wall Street investors moving moving Bitcoin, OTC, and stuff like that. We kind of know about a lot of it in the last year. It's yeah. been happening for the last three years. Yeah. The whole, the herd is, herd is coming in 2017, that meme. So, yeah, that would, that would make sense. However, I don't know. I think maybe, I think maybe you're right that that is the way things are going. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I, if I, if I believe that it's going to do whatever the, the stock market does yet because there's still so much overseas and there's still i mean it's still pretty decentralized so in terms of uh you know miners and stuff like that so i mean did you see what coinbase is doing right now they're doing well no um, what are they doing oh yeah they're doing like a fractional reserve thing basically yeah they're just they're they're making their own little lightning network well i mean they're essentially they're essentially creating a database and say JJ owns 10 Bitcoin and Michael owns 10 Bitcoin and JJ needs to send some to Michael. So we're just going to write it down in our ledger. I totally thought they already did that. 
I'm because sure they did, said, but now you, they're just but now they're just being honest about it. I mean, because if I sent you a Coinbase payment, it was instant. I mean, not only that, but they didn't charge you any any um, like a transaction fee. I mean, so I like, was sending um, it off. I would used to, I used to buy on Coinbase Pro, and I would send it off Exchange, and because they had free, um, they had feeless sending off. I don't like. I guess they were just eating the fees. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. well, and they stopped doing that now. Now they, they charge. Oh, do they? I thought that you yeah. could still send from Coinbase no. Pro. Well, Coinbase no, Pro, they, no they started charging. No, that can't be because I've made a payment recently, and there was no transaction fee. I know for Bitcoin at least. I'm not mm. talking about payments. I'm sorry, mm. talking about sending sending Bitcoin off the exchange. Yeah, no, no. I recently did that, and there was no transaction fee. They ate the transaction fee for me, definitely. I mean, they announced it um, six I was, months ago. I was ago. really surprised. It was a huge mm. deal. Here, let me look it up for a second. Well, the point is, is that yeah, now they're now they're a bank. Yeah. Got it. So, I mean, and this is the well, biggest crypto, we're see more of that. crypto exchange in, in the U.S. probably, and, and maybe, uh, I would say probably, the so definitely the U.S. And so at this point, it's just like, so if you, I don't know, I just, I just don't, I, I don't be, see Wall Street caring if India or China is going to accept or ban Bitcoin anymore. So we're not going to have those massive swings when... I remember how it was back in 2017 and 2018 where like any news article that came out, it would drastically affect the price by like 20 or 30%. This might mean that the sell-offs are just going to be more volatile, but they'll, they might happen at the same time as the stock market. That might be what that means. That's, that's kind of what happened in, in March. I mean, more volatile. I don't think, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could, I just mean that the, 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 the swings will be bigger because uh, like retail is going to panic in Bitcoin um, probably in a more volatile way than it would in the stock market. But I don't really know. Yeah. Cause you've got the whole world 24 hours a day buying and selling. I don't know. I think a lot of this is all just speculation because I really think that Bitcoin is n- nobody has any fucking idea what it's going to do. I have a feeling it's just a few whales, and I don't even know if those are Wall Street whales at this point. Really, I don't know. Bitcoin has a mind of its own. I swear there's like a Bitcoin god that's just sitting there going, I'm going to convince Michael that this is the way it is, just so I can totally fuck him over in 10 hours or whatever. <laughs> that's what but I that's think. the thing. It's like I'm, not, I'm just not going to fall for it anymore. Because <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna touch Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, quote unquote air quotes mm. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, it really, really tests you. The 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 recent drop in all the altcoins was really like, oh, this must be the end. And of course, the biggest biggest pump of of the season. Oh, oh my God, happens. the D the really D5. So I was telling, yeah. That DeFi stuff. So people are painful. still trading. People are still doing yield farming right now, right? That's like still something that people are trying to do. I don't. I don't I, know. I've only, I'm not hearing. I've only about seen it. a little bit on Twitter. I've seen a little bit on Twitter. People talking about some of these projects that are still worth some money to to yield farm, but um, I think that the like the the percentage yields are dropping pretty fast. I think people just realize as, that as would. it's the, the the fees just make it un, uh, impossible the if you don't have Ethereum. enough money in it. I guess so. The Ethereum fees aren't that bad right now, though. Well, now it's because nobody's. Off. That's because everybody stopped farming. Uh-huh. But if people start farming again, the, the fees just go right back up. So until yeah, layer until that's... layer two or 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 version two pops into place, you know, but like that, that's the problem. So, so, so do you, you know, I, when, when, uh, when Donald Trump was elected that pretty much that day I was buying like that day and the day after it was when I really bought in to a lot of Bitcoin. Um, I'm so jealous. uh, I'm so jealous. 
Well, I mean, don't don't be jealous because that just means that I was obsessed <laughs> obsessed with it for a little bit longer than you. It doesn't mean that like it was a pleasant experience or even that I have more. Like I, I'm like it's. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I don't even think that it, like if I could have bought in six months earlier, I don't think I would really be better off to tell you the truth. Um, but yeah. uh, that makes sense. But yeah. no, no. Like, but I remember thinking, oh, Donald Trump's going to fuck up the economy. I should probably get into these digital currencies. Like these these uh, I should probably get into these non non government currencies. Yeah. Um, and he that's what absolutely I was did. He's absolutely fucked up our economy. He's fucked up our economy in a in a, weird, in a very very weird way. I thought he was going to tank the U.S. dollar, um, and it, I mean he's done weird things to the economy for sure. Uh, but it, now, now that he's been voted voted out, which doesn't mean he's going to leave, and we all we all know that like that's going to be a much weirder thing. And 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 I don't know if maybe you know leave. a little bit more about the way government. I, I, you probably know a little bit more about the way government works, but I mean, the electoral electoral college still needs to do its thing. Technically, I mean, usually we ha- we get a concession speech from from the loser, and we haven't gotten that this time, which makes me really uncomfortable because there's probably all kinds of technicalities that bring in a new president, and that are bypassed with a concession speech. But uh, like, okay, so let's say we let's say Biden goes into the White House and he starts doing things a responsible president would do or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like that doesn't make me feel like the U S dollar is going to be all of a sudden worth more or that the economy is going to be better. It makes me even a little bit, a little bit less certain even. I don't know. I don't know. The state of our country has just been so jacked. Um, well, I mean, so like what's, what specifically are you concerned about? Like, is there, is there something, is there something uh, specific or is it just like a general malaise of, Oh no, it's a general malaise, but I think a lot of it has to do with our relationship with China and China's relationship with the rest of the world and their weird economy and social issues and stuff like that. And COVID is part of that. Yeah. Like if we end up going to war with China or something like that, what is that going to do to like, yeah. I mean, it, it, think about it this, this way. We were, we were, we talked about this last <clears throat> week with Adam, the creator of Wasabi Wallet. Check out that uh, interview. If you haven't heard it yet, but, uh, you know, right now, the last money that we have that we can trust is the U S dollar is our cash, right? Everyone's so stoked about Venmo and PayPal and, oh, it's so easy. And I never have to carry cash anymore. Okay, great. Now the government has a way to just shut off your bank account. They can just, they can just sanction you and not allow you to use any of your money, access any of your money. And that's really scary. I mean, a, a, a country could do that. Yeah. And so when we're entering when we're entering that kind of world and we're talking about we're talking about a potential economic and or and or armed conflict with a country that actually controls its people in that way. I mean, who wouldn't want to find an alternative way to to hoard your money? I mean, like who wouldn't? Like I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just paranoid. Well, I, so, so it's general, it's general delays. Okay. So first off the chances of the chances of us getting into a land or sea battle, it, we would never get into a sea battle with China because China would never get into a sea battle with us. Cause they've got like one battle. They've got like one aircraft carrier and it's a complete joke. Um, so yeah. they're not going to get into any kind of um, open, open sea uh, conflict with the U S that's just not going to happen. The chances of them getting into an, an into a land battle with the U.S. are slim because they would have to invade us to do that, unless we did a proxy battle like we did in Vietnam or or Korea. It's just the chances are are, are they're, they're, we don't we're probably never going to have another World War II type type war just because our technology is well, too not- insane and and it would just probably lead to nuclear war. And no one wants that. So, so that's why yeah. you've, what you've seen over the last 50 years is proxy wars. Iraq. Yeah, totally. Well, know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about us actually going to, you know, sending okay. troops to China. I don't think that's going to happen. No, okay. I think Cold War and, you know, possibly nuclear threats or, uh, you know, um, cyber warfare 
uh, all yeah, kinds of cyber like warfare economic, is stuff economic we actually have to worry about. Yeah. Um, so, but that's the thing. Like China, you know, China has, you know, China isn't dumb. They're extreme. They're an extremely smart con- country. They know how to play the game, and they know that if they cut off the U.S. dollar spigot, that would tank their economy because we buy the majority of their goods. That's the reason why they keep buying our debt and supporting us is because they know that if that relationship sours, not only are they not going to get that debt paid back, but on top of that, they're not going to have anybody to buy any of their stuff. So they would lose like 20% of their GDP right off the bat just from us as a buyer. And then they'd have all this debt that they that we that they own of ours that if we were going to war with them, we would just stop paying back that debt. So they would have I mean, it would mm-hmm. completely destroy their their just completely destroy their country. Now it would come back because they have all the infrastructure mm-hmm. to get it going and everything, and they're a communist country thinking so they can just print money and and and, and, and devalue their currency. Yeah. But I think yeah, the rest of the world would probably be less less compliant to work with them about that kind of stuff. But what they've also been doing is creating that new Silk Road and like in Africa and all these places. And they just say, here's some money, no strings attached. Whereas the U.S., you know, fucking conservatives and these you know, cult fucking Christian leaders are like, uh, oh, yeah, you can have some money as long as you don't have abortions in your country. And, and Africa's like, you know, Africa's like, what the fuck? And then China's like, you know what, here, we'll give you the same money, no strings attached. And they're like, done. So China's been moving into Africa, just blanketing the continent with money, helping to uh-huh. build infrastructure in Africa. And now they all love the Chinese. And they're like, eh, fuck yeah. America. We don't really care about you guys. You and your yeah. fucking, you know, radical Christian exactly. right bullshit. Like, stop trying to indoctrinate us into well, your fucking you say cult. Is true. And so, yeah. but but that's the thing. So now China has that kind of upper hand where where they're kind of beholden to China now. And actually, a couple people have been talking, have been interviewing people out there, and they're like, yeah, we don't really have a choice. China wants to come in, and we can't really say no because they built our entire port. Hmm. So yeah. all, you know, they pretty much own us now. And it's just like, okay, yeah, yeah this kind of Ch- stuff. Chinese. <laughs> I, I don't I I mean uh, I don't follow what China is doing in in Africa. So if what you say is true, that wouldn't surprise me because I do know that they uh, that there are um, there's a lot of real estate being bought in the Philippines and other and, and Indonesia and stuff and other um, Southeast Asian islands and countries that China, that it's that it's mostly Chinese real estate developers moving down there and i think that the chinese government encourages it but i don't really know that much about it i've only heard little stories about it's just kind of a new type of colonization by china it's what i keep reminding people is that japan did it in the 90s and when they're and when their recession hit they realized they were overextended, and I remember people in the eighties and nineties were all freaking out because Japanese people were Japanese people were buying everything in New York. They're like, "Oh my God, the Japanese <laughs> are taking over!" And then there was a recession, uh, and the Japanese people had to sell yeah. everything, and their economy yeah. tanked for ten years, twenty years. It's still like just now coming out of the recession, and you see it in China. They've got those entire they've got massive ghost cities, entire cities that are built that nobody lives in like cities, the size of New York that not a single person lives in. They're just sitting there Hmm. and people are buying up all this real estate there. And and they're like, Oh, um, this may pay off in 200 years and we have enough people to to actually, you know, live (laughs) in all these cities, but, but they're also doing it all over the, so I think, I think they're doing it all over the world. So I think that once China collapses, because it's bound to, just like America is bound to a collapse you know, as we're printing money hand over fist, eventually it's going to catch up to us and eventually it's going to catch up to them. And their, and their entire economy is built off of just kind of 
printing out money, printing out money, printing out money and paying people to do stuff mm. for nothing. So I, I don't know. It's just like you can only build for so long until there's just nothing left to build. And then what? You've got all this infrastructure and just nobody to fill it out. You have no, I mean, and they're the big, and they're the most populated country on the planet. And that's, that's crazy to think about that. They have so many, they have so many houses and apartments in that country that they don't have enough people to, to occupy them all. They have entire cities really? that people crazy. can't occupy because the most mm. populated country on the planet doesn't have enough people for all the housing that they have in China. Like that's just nuts to think about compared to Is America. That really true. It's crazy. Yeah. Just type that's in crazy. China, China ghost city. And there's like, I think hmm. there's like seven or eight of them. So, and, and Bitcoin's oh, not going to fix that. Bitcoin doesn't <laughs> fix that. And Bitcoin's not going to, Bitcoin's not going to save. I think like, because I think like ultimately when, when societies collapse, does, did having gold really help? I mean, it helped a little bit. But if you're hungry, someone's like, someone's like, hey, I can give you gold for the for your shoes. And one person's like, I'll give you a hamburger for your shoes. They're like, fuck it, I'll take the hamburger. Just because, yeah. you know, I, you're fucking starving. Or like somebody's got a chicken. You're like, dude, not only can I eat that chicken, but for the next three months, I can get eggs out of it. I can get an egg out of it like once a day or something, you know, whatever, however long it takes for, for them to make an egg. How long do, do you know how long it takes a chicken to make an egg? Oh, it depends on the season, I think, but I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I think are you just saying? Like say? oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, okay. Yeah. The, so, yeah. Bitcoin does not <laughs> fix those kinds of problems. No. I was actually thinking about, about, about some of the problems that we've had this year and what, what uh, Bitcoin could fix. Do you actually see a future where we don't have these voting issues because we can use blockchain some sort of uh some sort of trustless way to to vote i do i mean <clears throat> it seems I like the it, most obvious already, yeah well it's like, I mean, it seems like the most obvious use case yeah we already have databases and databases can prove whether the person's alive or dead and can prove who voted and who sent it out and um but i think even with blockchain blockchain wouldn't help like if so, you're with your wife. Blockchain, unless there's an and there's unless there's an identification, which I think, rightly so, a lot of people would be concerned about. If you had to prove who you are, and they had I and they had your ID digitally, I mean that would be. I think people would be a little nervous about that. I think I mean black mm -hmm. people in the South especially are are adverse to um, getting a driver's license because they don't want the government to know that much about them. Mm -hmm. And so can you imagine saying, yeah. okay, um, we're just going to get your fingerprint and this and that. And then now you can vote online because we have all this identif all this all yeah. these identif identifiers for you. I think people would be nervous That's about that. That's a good that. point. Um, That's a good point. In order, in order to reach the sort of socialist levels of distribution for any blockchain you really do need to uh you you really do need I, I identification you need like identity you need to collect identities too yeah sadly i mean I, yeah now what you could do is say um something along the lines of when you when you vote you create a um a digital version of like your thumbprint or fingerprint somewhere like on your, on your phone or a face scan or something. And I don't know. How would you do it? It would have to keep the data points, but not the actual picture. And it would, and it wouldn't have any, and it wouldn't have any kind of, it would have to go into the data. It would have to go into the blockchain anonymously. So I would vote. It would be mm -hmm. attached to this data point. And then if anybody else tried to vote, so if I tried to vote again for like you or for a friend and I tried to use my face or whatever, my fingerprint, 
that would get that would ping and say, hey, that you know those data points already got got stored got, got used once. You can't right. you can't vote twice. Um, so I think there's I think there's ways to do it. I think and there's obviously smarter people than me out there who 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 could figure this out. Um, but I I just you know, I we already need to collect so collect so much identity just to uh, just to vote with paper. I mean, you know, yeah. if you submit a ballot and your your signature doesn't match the one on your driver's license, then it can be deemed invalid, right? Yeah. So it's like there's already all this stuff that goes into uh, confirming the validity of of a ballot. It's just a matter of like how many Americans or how many people in the world are comfortable with having a big bad blockchain have any personal information of theirs that is permanently on it whether it's yeah. a fingerprint or a face scan or something like that there's probably ways to do it that, that are really secure and that would be way more way more secure than a government collecting you know signatures or pictures or whatever it is yeah any and no, nothing nearly as as uh, insecure as as KYC but um, but still, just getting people comfortable with the idea of using it would be a challenge. Uh, but in the future, I think everyone's going to get to this point where they are used to it. I mean, so many people, like the average yeah. person is is pretty okay with giving up their identity for TikTok, Facebook, you know? and, and <laughs> like, Twitter. And, yeah. But I mean, I mean, the the the, old, the best way of doing it is the way Afghanistan does it. Afghanistan. Oh, how does Afghanistan, Afghanistan do it? I think it's <laughs> Afghanistan. They walk in. Tell us about vote. Afghanistan, Michael. I think it's Afghanistan. It's either Afghanistan, India, or, or Iraq. One of those. One of those countries. Um, I forget somebody that we went to war with. I think or, or invaded. Which you know, it's half the country, half the that planet at this a, point. Iraq. We've never invaded Iran. That would be a big deal. No, a Afghanistan. Right. So it's either Afghanistan, Afghanistan okay. Iraq, or India. I don't, and we didn't yeah, invade Afghanistan. India. I'm not saying invade. Yes. Um, but when they vote, they dip their thumb into this purple paint, and it can't wash off for like for days. Oh, interesting. And, so, and that that's how they stop people from voting twice. And so people will sh hold yeah. their thumb and show their thumb and say, "Look, I voted." And. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, I that's you, could, you could force people. You could force people to paint their thumbs. <laughs> um, that's true. Yeah, but, you could kidnap people, but I but think that would be. But you I think can you kidnap could have, people and take their Bitcoin too. But if you had, yeah, but you, I think you could use specific paint that that only you could you could have somebody create specific color paint that only could be bought by the U.S. or the U.S. could make it themselves. Mm -hmm. And they could have some kind of like hologram feature where you shine a special light on it and it shows something that yeah, nobody else. Because like that's how the U.S. dollar is created. The U.S. dollar has these things that, that so weird. it's impossible that would be to so recreate. Weird if we just painted people's thumbs on election day. That would never fly in America. Why? <laughs> I I mean I just think I'm, I I actually think that you no you couldn't get away with marking people's bodies for even an, uh for for even a. Um, like a short amount of time. I don't know. I just can't see it. Can't see it. Giving people temporary tattoos around election times. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, if you said, Hey, you know, you're allowed to vote, but you're not allowed to vote twice. And this is how you, this is how yeah. we know you didn't, you, you've already voted. <laughs> Here's just, a temporary tattoo. Can't wash off. Well, it's, I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's like marking an X with a, with a Sharpie. It's like, it takes a day yeah. or two for it to wash off. Like it's impossible to wash off Sharpie. But you just do it on your, you know, on the bottom of your thumb. Like, I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't see yeah, people that being sense. that. It's a good idea. That freaked out. But then again, I'm not a freaky conservative. Who, you know? Yeah. Well, let's see what else is going on in crypto. Why don't I do a search for news? This is always this is always <laughs> fruitful, right? Um, actually, what there probably has not been very much. There, there has not been very much crypto news because all the news has been election related. And, well, um, JP Morgan just oh, said oh, that Bitcoin institutional inflows in October are impressive. So now JP Morgan is all about <laughs> Bitcoin. Yeah. So so let's let's talk about something that uh let's talk about something close to home then. And that is like um 
so so the 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 crypto communities i don't even want to call them a community communities like generally have a, a anti-establishment bent political yeah. leaning right yeah anti-establishment either libertarian or progressive but probably more libertarian than progressive at least that's the that's the vibe that i get um, i would say like have ne ne neoliberal is a big one neo so it's either neoliberal okay. or libertarian and then there's you and me <laughs> so what is what exactly does neoliberal mean to you neoliberal i don't is, really know what it means neoliberal is somebody who is economically conservative Mm -hmm. So like they're happy with low taxes. They're happy with but, free market. Yeah, but, so, but socially, they, socially liberal. But they're, but they're socially liberal. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that a neoliberal. Right. So that's like Bill Clinton. That's the Clintons. That's Obama. That's that's all these. And that's why like real liberals get really frustrated but, with but, them, is because they're like, no, these crypto. people weren't. These people weren't economically liberal at all. They were, you know, you they were like that, I mean, that's, but, but, but voices in crypto, like people talking in crypto, because obviously there's been a lot of talk about the election in crypto circles on Twitter and on YouTube and all over the place. Um, and I just wanted to know what your bubble was like, because, because mine, I, I noticed that there are way more liberal voices lately, maybe just because it's so anti-Trump. But, um, but I don't know. It's just kind of a question because everybody has a different bubble. And when, when Trump was first elected, I was really surprised because my bubble was so small and so progressive. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I, for a while I was just kind of following anybody and then I was weeding it out. And then for the last, I mean, I remember, I, I think I told you that one episode when I went on a, a war path and just was... <laughs> deleting everybody <laughs> left and right and blocking people left and right and so um it's just making your bubble smaller and smaller <laughs> well i i tend to follow more news like right. commentary that i that i trust who actually i don't yeah I, uh, I follow i follow i like to follow the the common denominator of crypto idiots like i like to follow everyone because but like the only reason I'm on Twitter, crypto Twitter, is because I want to get like an instant picture of w what people think of crypto, like yeah. in in an instant. I want to like I want to know if people are going crazy, like if people are talking about Lambos or whatever. Or I want to know if people are talking about how they hate Justin's son. I want to know if they're talking because that that tells me. It <laughs> tells me whether to buy or sell my Bitcoin, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, but you still get that. Actually, by, you, I mean, the people who I follow are still talking about those things. They're still commenting on mm -hmm. those things. But okay. they tend to be less cultish about it and more yeah. joking around about it. So well, I'm, still getting, I'm still getting all that, all those memes and stuff. But mm -hmm. they're usually kind of laughing at it. <clears throat> yeah. So, so how about wait, um, there's a Bitcoin Cash hard fork this week. <laughs> like, is Bitcoin is Cash there? still a thing? <laughs> Bitcoin Cash is definitely still a thing. I think, uh, I think any anyone any any Bitcoin Cash fanboy is going to be really stoked about something like you know Coinbase doing its Federal Reserve thing or. Uh, um, or, uh, or, or yeah, or any anything related to um, uh, problems with with uh, Blockstream or whatever. So what? Well, so what's fun. going on with? with um, oh, be, because because it's Bitcoin Cash because they're big blockers. Oh, uh, okay. Did, did you find an article or something about Bitcoin Cash is hard for? No, I'm just. Uh... I don't know anything about it. Where is it? It's I'm scrolling through Coin Codex, and they have top three coins to watch this week. And number one is Bitcoin Cash, mm -hmm. just because of the hard fork. Number two is yeah. P Chain. Well, not... Never heard of P Chain. The other thing is, and the number <laughs> three is Strat. And so I'm like, oh okay, because mm -hmm. they're doing a mainnet release and token swap in days, in a few days. 
and they're going to and the strat tokens are being burned for for strax s-t-r-a-x so so it's they're they're are they getting rid of the uh the ticker strat and are they going to move to strax it it looks so that the new Strax mainnet <laughs> will launch November twelfth. It's, it's just a re, it's just a rebrand yeah. and an airdrop, basically. Trying and to, Peaching's uh, doing well, a mainnet update and token burn this week, and so something you said to me off the air about sort of legacy cryptos, you know, like these ones that have been around yeah. for six or seven years, like like Ripple or 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 um, Stellar Lumens, like that is the, the kind of question of like it, it is does that Strat Strat in 2017 was one of the first of those altcoins to really explode and do like, you know, 10,000% in a week or whatever. Yeah. And, and it's possible that what you said to me, which is these legacy cryptos, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe they're done. Maybe what these, they need to do is rebrand or, or burn all their tokens for, you know, something with an X in it now or whatever. Yeah. Strax. Maybe, maybe that's what we're going to see. Maybe we're going to see a new coin from Ripple Labs called like you know xrq or something yeah. i mean i, I wouldn't know. be surprised because like, like, that's what i was telling you what as working in the bar scene for 20 years a lot of these owners they own three or four different bars what they do is they just shut one down move all the employees over to the new one and it's the, literally the same bar they just it's just a different location everything's the same but they say it's you know, but they just shut it down for six weeks, do a slight you know gloss over of it, call it a different name, and then open it up and people people think it's a brand new bar. And you're like, okay, well, yeah. it kind of is, but not really because everything's exactly the same. You just move that bar over here and change the name. Yeah. So in a bull market, I bet that works pretty darn well. I bet it works really well. Like to 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 get like a nice little pump. To like get some yeah. relevance because otherwise all of these new people coming into crypto, like Bitcoin hits 16,000, all these new people flood in and they're like, oh, like who wants to buy Ripple or who wants to buy Monero? Like those are like old coins. They're never going to move again. <laughs> and you and I are going like, you know, they're probably going, like I'm thinking like they probably will. But those coins. I don't, do I don't move. think that. I, you, you don't think so? I'm really well, on see, the fence. Well, in twi- in 2017, when I came into crypto, there were so many old coins that, you know, like Burst or even Sia coin. They've been around for a long time. I, yeah. I never expected to see them move. I mean, even even Verge, I mean, it had been around since 2014 or whatever. I thought those things were like dead. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I, I thought that Monero was like something that's like, oh yeah, that's like a, that's some sort of prehistoric privacy coin that's totally been you know, re- redesigned and rebranded as like, you know, whatever, whatever new, new privacy coin there is out there now. So yeah. I didn't think that they were, I didn't think they were going to stay up to date. 2020, we, no, we now know that, um, you know, Monero is one of the, is one of the only cryptos besides Bitcoin that you can find on the dark, dark net. And it's actually being used quite a lot. And the IRS is paying people to try to crack it. So I, I think that these these old cryptos are going to be around for a long time. And it, whether it's rebranding or new marketing tactics or whatever, the next time we see a huge bull run, they're going to be, they're just going to be a part of the, they're just going to be a part of the bull run. That's what I think. I mean, I, I think mean, they'll I be think, in the, I, I think, think they'll Ripple's be in the rotation. I think they'll be in the rotation like all altcoins <laughs> are. You know, there's just a rotation. Yeah. You're like, hey, okay, it's XLM's turn. You know, let's just pump this now. And, and, and I think that's I just how crypto that works. But I mean, mm-hmm. that's how it works. Like, that's how the whales do it. They just kind of jump from one to one. And, and I just don't think, I don't know. I don't see XRP ever going anywhere. XLM, I mean, you know I, how I feel about XLM. I think it's a great project. I think it's, it's you know, they want to they wanna make it a nonprofit and this and that and and they work with IBM. Mm-hmm. I just don't see this massive need for everyday people to to jump into it, and I just don't no. ever see it really it's going. Like, oh, anywhere. but it's so fast and cheap. It's yeah, so fast like, and cheap. So is Nano. No one cares about so fast is, and cheap. Yeah, like yeah. obviously, like so is Nano's faster and cheaper, and nobody cares about that, right? Like they can't get ten people 
to 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 join the cause. All it takes is one little feature. All it takes is one little feature for everyone to go. I mean, man, in 2017, people were buying shit that they had no clue what it did. People were like Cardano. Yeah. It's like kind of does a little bit of everything. That's why you should buy it, or you choose between that and what Tron or something like that. No one knew what yeah. Tron did either. Yeah, everyone thought Tron was going to be some sort of like massive like media empire and it's just does anybody know what tron does still to this day i still could not tell you somebody says what does tron do i could not tell you gambling casino that's what it does it's basically (laughs) just a bunch of gambling games that's all that's all it is okay but is it Um, i mean is it is it like ethereum I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah, People are going to roll is. their eyes, but I'm being dead serious. To this day, I still don't really know what, what Tron does. Yes, actually, like, it's, it's almost it's 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 a lot like Ethereum. In fact, okay. uh, like you, you can you can build DApps using Solidity, the the code okay. to build ERC twenty tokens and 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 DApps. So it's one of those things where I, there there was a bit of buzz about tron because tron goes through different phases of ridicule yeah. um, for obvious reasons <laughs> but like when when um when ethereum fees you know are you know over 60 dollars because everyone's trying to get into DeFi. i mean i'm sure there's a lot of people that are thinking we can build the same exact scam on tron and the fees will be really <laughs> low because tron is proof of stake and miners don't set the you know miners aren't bidding for for transaction fees. Yeah, but what you so, don't realize um, is the fees are part of the scam. No, to- totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, the people who are doing I mean, a lot of this you, stuff own a ton of the Ethereum and are also mining. And so they're just, you know, you could. Yeah. I'm sure there's a way to figure it out. So you're the one getting the fees most of the time. Like you create like this somebody website. Who wanted, somebody who wanted to do like a DeFi rug pull could easily do it on Tron. Like easily, if somebody sure. wanted to make an actually le- legit, like I'm sure there's like a, a Uniswap on Tron right now that you can oh yeah swap, and then eventually, and eventually you'll be able to swap all ERC twenty tokens on the Tron network too, or something like that. So I don't know. It's um, it's it's kind of useless in that there's going to be so many other platforms that do exactly what Tron does. So it doesn't really make sense. It's kind of a marketing game, and yeah. they're they are being ridiculed. So. Yeah, it's funny because I it's I. This is I mean, this is an interesting. This is a conundrum for me, and and I'll be the first one to admit that I'm kind of um, I'm being weird about this. Is I don't think Bitcoin's ever going to scale. I thought and, we already established that on this show. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't see how it can scale either unless it scales through things like Coinbase, which are completely centralized. Yeah. So I'm not pro Bitcoin. I'm pro cryptocurrency. I'm not pro Bitcoin. But at the same time, I feel like Ethereum eventually will scale. And I I know that's a complete I think those I feel like those are completely contradictory um, thought processes. not Not at all. Not at all. So I'm a little more pro well, well, Ethereum. Ethereum. Go ahead. Ethereum has more actually has more consensus about what they're doing. A lot of people give give Ethereum shit for, you know, delaying the launch of Ethereum 2.0, but um, as somebody who has spent the last year trying to make some software, all I can say is that it takes a long time to do this. It takes a long time yeah. to do what I'm doing and to do what they're doing and talking about, you know, how many, how many hundreds of billions, like we're talking billions and billions of, of dollars worth of infrastructure, businesses, trust, all of this stuff on this yeah. network. You can't just say, Oh, our launch is going to be next year. See you then. Like that's yeah. not the way it's going to work. There's got to be yeah. all kinds of, trials and tests and make sure that everything is seamless because what happens if they rush that thing and then there actually is some sort of exploit in the code oh man yeah. they would be so fucked they would didn't, be so fucked but so didn't they, they Vitalik that, they, just, just launch D- didn't he just stake a shit ton of ethereum he did this he, week? St- he, he, he staked one million in in ethereum Oof. so so that's one million that's ethereum great. or a million that's dollars awesome. worth of ethereum 
uh, a one million USD, I think, was what he staked. Okay. So, not not a whole lot, but I mean, still leading by example. Yeah, he's he he yeah. is. So he's taking the first step. But I mean, it's like when we had Vitalik on the show, like he wasn't even concerned about getting things done quickly. He was yeah. like, I mean, he was like, if it takes five years, it takes five years. Like it doesn't doesn't matter. Like we we're gonna. It just needs to. It needs to work well. Um, and he he wasn't even concerned about competition and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I I feel like that's the good thing about having a front man is that you can, you can lead by example. You, if people, if people look to you as the front man and you say, or front person and you say, Hey folks, this is the way it is. Like, like Apple was, Apple was notorious about that with, with Steve jobs. He, he'd get into those boardroom meetings or they'd get on those calls and like, and they'd say, "We're doing this. If you don't like it, fuck you. Sell your stock." You know, and and he wasn't he wasn't beholden to the stockholders at all. He didn't care. He was like, "This is what we're doing." And if you don't like it's it, it's a hard sell your stock. To do, man. Yeah. So like I and I and so that gives me a lot of respect for Vitalik that he's like, "Hey, you know, we're doing like this is the way it, it should be." Like we're not, let's, yeah. you know, let's not rush. No, I love let's Vitalik. I've got, a, I've got a lot of faith in him. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. I I totally please believe don't, in what Vitalik. Please don't doing. turn out to be a pedophile, Vitalik, because I really <laughs> like you. I don't want to. I don't want like. This, That's I feel like so we're at this, funny that you said that. Well, I feel like we're oh at this God. at this point in our lives in 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 our culture also where it's difficult to really like somebody you're so right <laughs> because you're you know, so right they turn out to be jeffrey might Epstein be a pedophile. In, in six months you're like fuck dude <sighs> like, how? yeah the most, the most innocuous human beings on the planet turn out to be fucking psychopaths and you're like i, I didn't see it coming I, I can't really like vocally say i like anybody anymore oh, this is, sucks. so that's you know what that's this is like we got to talk about this in another episode because it's getting late <laughs> but like you're so right. Like I'm, I'm, af- I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to be a fan because, like, yeah, you're, you're so right. <laughs> like I want to make a Vitalik t-shirt, Vitalik. but I just, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't want to get burned. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to be careful. You got to be careful with your tweets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to be careful. Um, Vitalik, please don't be a pedophile. And, you know, it's okay, Vitalik. You can be a weirdo. You can be into weird yes. stuff. Just don't be a pedophile. Weird, like like Waz. Into, like Waz, buying and selling human Waz beings. Waz is weird, but he's not creepy weird. He's, yeah. you know, interesting weird. So that's, I think, why, why Vitalik has, has kept going, has kept his persona going so long, is because he's interesting weird. He's that quirky friend you have who's really good at computers and doesn't know how to talk to people that well or whatever and people love those kind of kind of guys but a fractional <laughs> amount of those people tend to have people locked up in basements and you're like oh shit yeah so i wonder if we can title this episode vitalik please don't turn out to be <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna put the kibosh on that one <laughs> I'd love for him it's, to um, actually come on the show again at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're we have our high hopes. We are fans of his. We yeah. don't want we don't want the worst. Yes. Um, no, it'd be great to get him back on. That, that I would have much better questions for him, and we'd have a much better system for communicating with him than last yeah, time. Yeah, that was frustrating <laughs> to have that. All right, I game. think we got to wrap up this show. I think that yeah. I, I think. Actually, well, one thing I want to say, just to wrap this up, it's it's, it's uh, November. It's November first week of November in 2020. Three years ago at this time, we were seeing the second or third bull run in Bitcoin, and we were about to see the biggest altcoin uh, bull run of all time. So right now, the fact that the Bitcoin price is going up, it's hitting sixteen thousand. That's that's higher than it's been in two years, three years. That's higher than it's been in three years. Three years. So um, that's pretty almost, exciting. Almost four. Um, I 2021 uh, will be four years. So that's so it's almost four years since it hit 
we don't talk about price very much on this show, but it is kind of exciting to see that because that means there's going to be a lot more energy, a lot more people. We're probably going to see an entirely new generation of crypto fans and crypto influencers and new shows and podcasts and all that stuff. So and crypto scams. So just and crypto scams. Just get ready, get ready for it, and be prepared to enjoy it all. Hey, Let's so I'm going to put this out to the uh, I'm going to I'm going to put this out to the audience. If you're ever nervous about like getting scammed and somebody reaches out to you about something, ping us on Twitter. Me and JJ are really skeptical and one of us will look into it because if you're going to, if, if you're worried about getting scammed, a lot of people are probably worried about getting scammed and it'll probably at one point get in front of me or JJ's eyes and I don't want to get scammed. So just reach out, publicize it. Don't yeah, be afraid. We'll and, if, and, if, and if you don't want, if you want to be anonymous, DM us from an anonymous account. Because yeah. I think just the more eyes we have on these scams, the more we can talk about it. You know, because like if this bull run, sorry, it was three years ago. Twenty one minus eighteen mm-hmm. is three. Um, so if if another bull oh, run is right. coming, there's going to be a lot of scams. Just you know, keep your head on a swivel. Make sure you don't get blindsided by something, and invest in something sporadic. You know, uh, uh, impulsively. Just reach out to people you trust, and make sure that they check it for you. Also, you know, because if people are confirming, hey, this does look good, or eh, this looks like a scam, you shouldn't do this. You know, just be careful. So, all right, that's With it. That, everyone, have a good night. We'll see yeah. you around the the universe. See you next week. Yes. Bye, everyone. All right, bye.